Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning. Come on in, y'all. We're going to continue talking this morning about your favorite subject, you and your home. If you have any question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the bottom of the foundation to the top of the roof, we'd invite you to give us a call now at one 767 4348 and we'll put our 48 years of Arizona remodeling experience to work for you. We'll hear you out, hear what you're trying to tackle and give you the best advice we can from our own personal experience of doing it for thousands of homeowners from Page to Flagstaff to Wikiup to uh, Eager to Phoenix and down to Tucson and Sonoida. So we have done work in virtually all corners of the state. If you're listening to us, call the one toll-free number, one 767 4348 If you're a regular subscriber to our newsletter, you got it in your email box on Thursday, and it kind of alerted you to the fact that we're going to be talking about floor covering for the entire month. And so we brought in a couple specialists to the studio this morning, Mitch and Aaron from Bram Flooring. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for carving time out of your uh, personal weekend time. You're welcome. Yeah, we appreciate it. One of the things we wanted to talk about is a lot of homeowners, when we meet them in the remodeling company, want to know what they can do maybe to save a nickel or two. You know, So the first thing they think they can or they, they want to consider is, well, let, let me and my wife or let me and my son do the demo. So invariably, that starts with education about what that really looks like. And in most remodeling jobs, it's not a ball and chain and a sledgehammer. It's more of a surgical operation. But I wanted to give homeowners a view into the world of floor covering demo. All right. (laughs) And uh, Romy, of all the floor covering in the world, which is the worst assignment I've ever given you to demo? Sawtile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Sawtile tile. If it hasn't lost uh, its and, bond and the thin set is a good job, sawtile comes up. It doesn't come up in chips. It comes up in powder. That it does. And, orange, orange powder. Oh, man. And you're breathing it for months afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So sawtile is the worst. And that was on the outside patio application. I can't imagine trying to do that indoors. Man, sautee is tough. It really is uh, because it is so soft. But I would rather I would rather chisel sautee up with a respirator than take out carpet. I hate taking out carpet. I would rather pump septic tanks. <laughs> <laughs> tear out carpet. I'm going to call you on no, that. No, no, because you know, because you know what to expect. I mean, I've, I've, I've gone into jobs and pulled carpet back in the corner and started ripping it up, and I've had to run outside. <laughs> I, I have as well, because you don't know 
on the bottom of that, you know what's on there. On the top, you're not. You don't know. Oh. But you have to hug that thing and the amount of urine yeah. on there and whatever else is on there. Nice stuff. And then it, and then the car, yeah. and then the pad has to come up and it's holding all of the same stuff. Yeah. We we clean the top of the carpet. We don't ever think about what seeped down that we didn't. We don't want to know up. what that is. And the carpet salesman always I'll I'll have four voicemails in my voicemail box on Monday morning. Rosie, I wish you'd quit trash talking carpet. That's how I make my living. And they will tell you, but yes, but carpet is a natural air filter. That's what. That's why you have it down there. Yeah, but the air filter, I like to exchange every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So give me a solid surface flooring and give me a roll-up carpet that I can send down to A1 and get cleaned once a year. But not wall-to-wall tack-down carpet. Not, no. not anymore. But... Uh, I've actually gone in and started taking carpet up uh, and, and literally had to go out, run to the store, um, get some Vicks Vapor Rub, rub it on the top of my lip, put the respirator on, <laughs> and then go in and finish doing the job. Yeah, I've had, a, I've had carpet that I could smell on my trailer from inside my truck. And so, yeah, that's, that's bad stuff. It that is. stuff, yeah. Well, let's let's kind of take it from the top. So those are the two worst that can be. How about some of the other things? A lot of people want to do their own floor covering because so much of it, it, it became popular in just a snap and click. Uh, you know, okay, let's demo what we've got here, and then I can do snap and click all the way around. Talk homeowners through a couple steps of what they need to know before they make that commitment. Well, I think the first thing you have to think about is how valuable is your time and how much is that worth? And what are you going to do with the product once you've torn it out? Um, because so we get a lot of people that want to save some money uh, ripping out their own carpet. And that's great if you've got like a bulk pickup coming up and you can just set that in front of your house, cut up in little strips. But uh, going to the dump's not cheap anymore. Uh, either is the gas to get there. So <laughs> you have to kind of uh, figure out, OK, am I going to save am I going to save hundreds of dollars ripping out my carpet? Maybe. You could, but you still got to deal with it because, like, our installers aren't going to haul it to the dump at no charge. Ripping out carpet's not hard. You know, pull it, pull it back, cut it from the back. Don't cut it from the front because it's harder to cut through fibers and the backing than to get, just cut through the backing. Cut it in four or five foot strips, roll it up, and put it on the back of your truck or trailer and haul well, it let's, away. Let's talk them through that. So you, you go into the corner of a room and you take a pair of pliers and just break the corner of the carpet loose Yeah. to where you can grab it and then pull back and you're breaking it, the bond, from the tack strips. Correct. So you go down one wall and you pull those two corners out about five feet. Then you step over it to the concrete or the padding side and you cut your strip from the bottom of the carpet and then roll that strip up, get it out of there, pull back the next five or six feet, cut it. And there are particular knives. Correct. That, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you'll dull an exacto knife in, in, in one or two cuts. Yeah. The, the thinner the blade, they have a, uh, a, uh, a knife and we always called it bloody Mary because if you touched it wrong, it, it, you'd, you'd knew it. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. But they're super sharp, super thin, uh, but cutting through the backing is going to be the best. Just got to watch your fingers because those knives are sharp. Those are You slip and you're holding it wrong and you'll cut right through your finger and you'll be at the ER getting stitches or 
or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Those knives are sharp. Okay, so that's removing the carpet. Now we've got the pad, and it's generally glued down. Around the edges, around the edges, not full spread because yep. there's no need to. But, yeah, usually taking a, a little handheld four-inch scraper and grabbing the edge of the pad. They come six in, or six, excuse me, six foot wide, grabbing the edge and then scraping it as you go so you're not leaving all the, uh, the rebond pieces where it has been glued stuck. You'll want to go back and clean all that up. Um, but that's the easiest way to, to get it. And the older the pad and carpet, the easier it is to get that dried glue up a little bit. It's not as tacky. It's been down for 20 years like we see. And you may need to get what I call a razor blade scraper on a 12-inch handle and kind of get down on your thigh and your fanny and your knees and just kind of final clean some of those glue and rebond residue out. Yeah, you want to clean all that up, get your your gully between your tack strip and your wall cleaned out, make sure you don't have debris in there, carpet fibers, anything that would keep um, the new carpet from being tucked in there nicely. And if you're going to go back with carpet, if you're going to ignore Rosie's advice and go back in carpet, <laughs> you want to just leave that tack strip unless it's water damage. Yeah, there's really no reason tack strip doesn't go bad. It's uh, it's wood and it's and it's and it's nails. Um, the, the problem that we see is when you pull out a piece of tack strip, concrete cures over time, it hardens over time. Fresh concrete's going to take a, 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 the titanium nails a lot, of e a lot easier, but as those have bonded to your concrete over time and you pull that, that strip up, you're creating a pretty good-sized hole there. Yeah, you got it. you're cratering where it. The, where the, the nail is stuck. So um, when we go back and put that tack strip in, we have to miss all of those holes as well as um, we've, now we're putting it into some hardened concrete, and it's, it can be pretty rough. And you're also paying for the reinstallation of tack strip, which is not cheap either. Tack strip's gone up in price, the labor to put it in. It's remained the same, but it's still a, a cost that you don't need to occur. Uh, water damage, uh, sometimes um, termites can cause damage. They'll get yeah. in that tack strip and yeah. start eating that. Um, uh, urine from dogs and cats can can cause some problems with that. There are some sprays that you can put on. Coverall comes in a spray can. You can spray over that, and it'll, it'll uh, trap that smell in there. But if it's super bad, you really just want to take that out anyhow. If, I mean, uh, if brand new carpet and urine on your tack strip just doesn't seem right to me. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is what it is. When people ask me, would I save any money doing my own demo, the first, my first response to is pray about it <laughs> on your knees. Because <laughs> yeah. because you're going to be on your knees, and if if after about five seconds you're done praying and you want to get off your knees, you're not going to want to do floor covering removal. The first thing you're going to buy for floor covering demo is knee pads and eye protection. Correct. Because <laughs> you start, and we'll get to this. We, okay, so we've taken the carpet out, we've demonstrated and explained to y'all how you peel it back, how you cut it from the bottom roll it up, get it outside, remove the rebond, the padding, get the glue off, and now you're down to raw, clean concrete and tack strip. We're going to talk a little bit in the next segment. How about if we're not going back with carpet? How about if we're going to go in now with a laminate click uh, application? Uh, what, what would be the next steps, and how would we do the layout for the room so that when we're done 
and the mother-in-law comes over, she'll think I paid a very expensive installer to do it, and I didn't do it myself. So the tricks of the trade from Bram Flooring, when we get back at Rosie on the House, you're welcome to call at one 767 4348 Had another perspective on doing your own carpet demolition. Texter texted in at 411-923 and said, you know, the problem you can have is load the carpet on the trailer with the intent to taking it to the dump, have it rain overnight, and now the carpet weighs four times more than what it was, holding all that moisture, and costs more to dump. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> that also brings the smells back, too, by yes. the way. Yes, and <laughs> if he sits there to let the water all drain and leach, you're going to have a nice pool of leftovers underneath the trailer, nice. too. Yeah. Like I said, I'd rather pump a septic tank than pull carpet. <laughs> uh, you want to challenge me on that, don't you, Gary? <laughs> no. I was and gonna say, we do have a certified partner that can help out. Yeah, yeah, case, yeah. You know? And if you'd like to join the conversation or ask a flooring question, talk to Bram Flooring, Mitch and Aaron Taylor in studio with us, one 767 rosie for you. We're talking about removing the carpet. And in the last segment, we left it with, okay, we're going to go back with carpet, so leave the tax strip. Um, let's pretend one or two listeners take my advice and they don't go back with carpet. So they're going to pull the tax strip. That's kind of a pain in the neck. That it is. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. So what are your tricks on removing tax strip? Well, there's tools for it. Uh, there's expensive tools for it. If you're doing it every day like we are, the, uh, the tools that we use can be four, five, six hundred bucks. They're called power scrapers. Yeah. They're just pneumatic chisels that you can go in and pop it right at the nail where they're put into the ground and get them get the tax strip up pretty easy. Or you can use a, a, a good hand held chisel and a hammer and, and pop them that way. Just be careful not to hit your hand and not or a, the wall. And not a wood chisel, but, but no. like a coal chisel. I, I, I will generally just resort to my flat bar, my, yeah. one, my wonder flat bar. Yep. They, make some, they make some great tools for, for that. You can get some pretty inexpensive ones that will get in there. And they also have some that also on the head of them will have a, uh, like a pry bar to be able to pull that nail in case the nail yeah. doesn't come up. Because the nail needs to come up as well. If it if the tax strip comes up, the nail's still there. Hey, that nail needs that, to come that up. That nail's well. got to come out. Now, when that nail comes out, if it's that stubborn, it's probably going to come out with a little spalding or a little cratering. So once we get the tax strip up and we get it shop vacked and swept up and cleaned up, now we've got all these little pox marks around the outside perimeter of the room. What do we do with those? Well. It depends on what you're putting back down. If you're putting a tile down, thin set's going to fill that in. Um, if you're going to put down a, a product like Carndine or a, a, an LVT glue down product or a sheet vinyl, yeah, you have to fill those in. Laminate's not as critical because that's not going to uh, cause any issues as far as um, uh, movement or, or, or telegraphing that hole through there. If you want to do it correctly, yeah, you want to fill that in with a floor patch, uh, but it's not as critical with certain types of products as it is with others. Okay. Well, wh what is one of the most common 
do-it-yourself floor covering products. I have to think it's the vinyl plank, isn't it? Yeah, vinyl plank or traditional snap-together laminate. Okay. Correct, yeah. And so what should a homeowner know before they try and tackle that? Give them, give them a YouTube version on, it, uh, on the radio here. Uh, what do the, they need to be aware of? Read the instructions. They'll come in the box oh, or there'll be, a, there'll be a code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Um, those instructions are going to tell you pretty much everything you need to know. Get you, get, don't start in a hallway. Your hallways are never going to be square. Uh, find your uh, 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 your bearing wall uh, and work off of that wall. Um, with planks, they're getting bigger, but you want to kind of measure your room out to make sure if you're just doing a single room that when you get if you start with a full plank on one side and you get to the other side and you're going to have a rip it down a to two inches. Inch, yeah, yeah. Oh, you maybe cut that first row down a little bit so that you have a more even even planks throughout. When you're doing a whole house, you're just going to run into that. You can't avoid that. You're going to, you're going to run into it. Um, uh, nice thing about the bigger planks, so as, as time has gone by, everything's gotten bigger. You run into less smaller pieces, but you're still going to have them. Well, and what a professional floor covering guy or gal can do is they can kind of look at the two bedrooms, the hall and the bathroom, and they can kind of measure it out and they can kind of make those, they'll decide where to start the layout after they see what is square, what's not square, where are my cuts going to be the least noticeable? You know, let them disappear where the door opens against the wall. You know, and yeah. let that little sliver live right there. Don't let it live right there in front of your face on the other side of the hall where you walk in and it's all the way down that visible side. It goes from three inches down to one inch. You know, that a sure sign that someone didn't know what they were doing when they were putting that floor in. There's a lot of signs that you can pick up on when you when you walk in. I'd say the biggest one is is realize that when you're doing a, a vinyl plank or a traditional laminate, they both install basically the same way. Is you got to stagger it. You cannot square set these things. We walk into houses and it looks like panels because they didn't offset the planks. They just square it just like they were laying a square tile, and that's a that's a weakened spot that does not give you a good locking system. Uh, and it looks horrible, and it's the first sign that somebody did it themselves or hired somebody that had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Uh, get that good stagger. You don't want to be close to the edge. You want to have at least 8 inches. Uh, uh, 8 to 12 inches is ideal uh, between the staggering. Um, okay. And try not to have an H pattern or try to create a pattern. Uh, let it be natural. When we get back, we're going to be talking with Demetrius' son, Aaron, Floor Sales Associate at Bram Floyd. I want to know, Aaron, with all your sales calls out there, what are people asking for the most? Okay, when we get back. Let's talk remodeling. If you're considering starting a remodeling project in the greater Phoenix area, we've got Rosie certified remodelers serving all parts of the valley. If you are in the northeast part of the valley, you can give us a call. We have a little company called Rosie Wright Remodeling. You can give us a ring at 480-248-8699, rosierightremodeling.com. And what do we mean when we say Rosie Wright? It means it's going to be done right the first time at the right price at the right time and you'll know all of that ahead of time because there's no surprises 
in dealing with Rosie Wright Remodeling. If you're considering a remodel in the Northeast Valley, give Rosie Wright a call, 480-248-8699. Joined in studio with Bram Flooring. If you have our Rosie on the House home maintenance calendar, you've been staring at these beautiful faces all month long as you turn to the month of June. We've got the Bram Flooring team, and we'll talk about the location of that picture because it's a neat story, but... Uh, in the final segment, this one we want to talk to Aaron, the sales rep that comes out to your house and talks flooring consulting. What is currently, uh, you know, what, what are some of your best sellers? So right now it's pretty much all going to be vinyl plank. Uh, it's really gone from heavily tile to vinyl plank. The cost difference is pretty much minimal. It's really depending on which price point you're looking at. Obviously, there's lower priced tiles and higher priced ones. Same thing with vinyl plank. But right now, with the way everything is going, price increases, I've been getting a lot more carpet measurements. Uh, so right now, it's it's just kind of all over the place, but staying with vinyl and carpet. And what's so special about vinyl plank versus ceramic tile? So overall, it's going to be a lot more of a warmer floor. So it's when you get out of bed in the morning, you step on the cold tile. It's it's very solid. With a vinyl plank, it's going to be warm. It has an underlayment pad that acts as a sound detonator and a and a pad, so it's a little bit softer on your joints. And overall, it's just going to be a more durable product. Uh, you know, when you drop something on tile, that tile tends to shatter. With vinyl plank, it's just going to dent it, and then you just have to remove the planks, replace that one, and then reinstall it. Now, when you say vinyl planks are your primary product being requested, there's a lot of product available in that category. Yeah. Can you talk through about some of the differences? Yeah, so... There's, there's a lot of differences uh, in the thickness of the material. There's different wear layers. Obviously, the thicker the, material, the thicker the material and the higher the wear layer, the more durable it's going to be. And the thinner of a product, the more breakable it will be. So um, with longer planks that are thicker, it's going to be a lot better for doing a whole house or longer areas. And uh, with the shorter ones, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but overall, they're going to be pretty much the same with install. And I think people ought to be very, very aware of the wear layer. Mm -hmm. That that That's really going to tell you how much life you're going to have out of that particular floor. And some of the less expensive products that are sold as do-it-yourself products have a wear layer about the thickness of a layer of air. Yeah, there's... There's a, we actually have a sample in our store that has all the different types of wear layers. It goes all the way up from, I believe, 6 mil all the way up to 20 mil um, and possibly even higher. But uh, with that uh, lower wear layer, uh, that's just going to cause more damage to the, the design that's on top of that. That wear layer covers that design, so whatever you drop, it's not going to affect that. It's just uh, pretty much just a clear plastic that covers it. And the, the less wear layer you have, the earlier traffic patterns are going to show up. You'll see exactly where everybody walks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it loses its 
newness really fast. Yeah, it's just it's there's less material in the wear layer to protect it underneath. So you know we've got some that are with that six mil, and those are a lower price point. The higher you go with the wear layer, the more expensive it does get. But overall, it is a better choice. Another one of the tricks of the trade you can only learn here at Rosie on the House, and we're learning them today with Aaron and Mitch Taylor from Bram Flooring. Now, I was just talking about the corners of the valley we work in. Uh, Mitch, where where are y'all doing work? Uh, we're all over. Uh, we do uh, we do a lot of commercial work. Um, so we've had some bids up at the um, Grand Canyon Airport. Uh, to do a bathroom up there. When I say a bathroom, it's a big bathroom. That's a lot of, <laughs> lot of wall work. You and go there, we got to be making some money. But, um, you know, we're all over the valley. Uh, you name it, we're going. Um, we do work up in Prescott Valley. Um, I actually have an installer that lives in Prescott, so he has no problem doing work closer to home. I so, bet. Yeah, so, but we're all over. We don't, we don't really have a uh, parameter. You know, we, if the job is right, we'll go. You know, okay. we're not going to go to Tucson to do a, a 30-foot bathroom. We will, but it's going to be awful pricey. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll go We'll go wherever. And when I was in y'all's office, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, the next day y'all were planning a trip to Yuma for an industrial <laughs> bid. Yeah, we do a lot of retirement centers. Um, we enjoy doing those. That's continual work. Um, but we did do a, a bid down in Yuma to do a, a retirement center down there. Very good. Now let's talk about the picture on the calendar. You you wanted to go that direction. Well, it's, it's a very interesting picture. Internally, uh, unofficially, it was like the the picture of the year for the calendar. It looks like a, a rock band cover album. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, so where where did you guys take this? I mean, and we just thought, oh, it was you know a, a project they knew or something. And I mean, I mean, this was an excursion to get here. Correct. Yeah. This is uh, up at a, a place in just outside of Kingman called Gold King Mansion. It's an abandoned mansion that was built in the late twenties uh, to house some of the higher officials for that, that Gold King mining that they had started right there. Uh, it didn't become very profitable and it was gone in, I believe a year. Um, so this has just been sitting there almost a hundred years old. Uh, when I started uh, looking around for uh, a, a photo shoot for our company and how I wanted to create that brand. Um, I had kind of looked around at some different places on the internet and I just was Googling cool places to take pictures and this came up. Was this up in the Wallapies? Uh, it's up in the mountain. I don't know which mountain, I think. South of Kingman? Yes, yes. So now, did you have to bring... Uh bolt cutters to get in? Uh, no but you do need you, i'll tell you you're going to do some walking if you want to go up there and, and it is a it is not at this time of the year maybe not a good idea which is when we did it last year at this time of year but um it's about a mile walk but it's i believe about 10 miles um off of the road dirt road um and you're going to get to a point where if you've got a crawler or a, a jeep that can handle it and you don't mind your paint job not looking so good got some Arizona pinstriping yeah you can get right up to that front door uh, i have a lifted tahoe and i got uh i don't know maybe 50 feet and decided i'm gonna walk the rest because i don't <laughs> like the Arizona pinstriping on my vehicle so the sound of those branches yeah. just digging into the aluminum yeah but it's a nice it's a nice walk it's a nice hike it's a great place to do photo shoots if you know somebody that that's a photographer and you want to get some really cool photos it's just an old building but it's uh, kind of with a brand that we create for 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 our company and and that's just this is what we were doing 
So very, it was, we had never, I had never heard of it before and did some reading on it. Very fascinating. And when you look at it and you're looking at the Google maps and everything and realize they built this a hundred years ago and they didn't have electricity. Yeah. Yeah. You Still know. doesn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but just what an undertaking that construction job must have looked like well, a hundred years ago. That and road. How, and it hasn't been cared for for a hundred years and it's still standing. And, <laughs> Correct. And yeah. It's just the, the testament to the craftsmanship that they brought in for that. Well, there was a road there at some point. It's still there, but it's deteriorated just like the building is. So that's what I said. If you've got a crawler, you can get up right up to that front door, or a Jeep, or if you just don't care about what your vehicle looks like, it's got to get lifted because there's a couple places when you're walking. You can actually see where they bottomed out. And there's some oil there. And somebody did not have a good day. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a great picture. It's in the Rosie on the House uh, home maintenance calendar. It's sponsoring Bram Flooring. We're covering floor covering the whole month of June. We brought them in studio this morning. We've been talking about demo. Uh, I'd like to talk about the, the very real dangers of demoing ceramic or porcelain tile. I mean, you, you're really, it, it's, it's a room full of shrapnel at some time. That's correct, yeah. That can get sharp and it can cut you quick. It really can. How will y'all attack, uh, let's not go sautille, let's go just a, a typical ceramic tile demo. How will y'all do it? Well, there's a couple of different options that, that you can do. Um, we do offer a dustless system. We have a company that we use that um, will, will come in, um, and it's all HEPAVAC. Everything is hooked up to these shop backs, down to their chippers. Uh, I have seen them, we actually hired them to tear out a satile job, and then we had a cleaning company come in afterward just to clean, but yeah, there yeah. was not much difference. There was no clay on the walls. I mean, it was super clean. Now, in my experience, um, we, we don't remove tile without doing the, the quote-unquote dustless system. Now, it's not, technically, it's not dustless, but boy, relatively speaking, from what it could be, yeah. it's it, and I think we're paying about two or three times as much, but it's worth every penny of it. Yeah, you're not going to have to uh, clean your ceiling fans, and well, I think what a lot of people don't understand is you got like right now everybody's got their air on, and that's getting into your 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 air filtration system. So really, all you, your you're, it's work. just going all over, yeah. breathing, recirculating, and just going all over your house. It's doors are shut, but it's still getting that dust in there. Uh, removing tile can be dusty, and it. In all honesty, if your tile's not laid that well, which when we're demoing tile, we're hoping it wasn't laid right, that yeah, well, yeah, and they yeah, used cheap right. thin set and just back buttered the tile and slapped it on the floor and didn't prep it. It comes up not too bad. Not every tile floor is going to come up the same, uh, but some of, some of them are down. They are down. Well, I've actually had chipping hammers where I'm removing uh, well-applied ceramic tile. And I mean, it's creating, and that there are pieces of tile flying across the room and sticking in the drywall. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you definitely, tile, it's, the tile itself is not that difficult to get up it can't very rarely is it just like chipping up in tiny pieces unless you're getting into your sautils which is like dust travertine same thing yeah uh slate those are not uh uh, those are natural products and they're going to break like that they're not baked and they're not hardened um but the actual product when you're chipping them up sometimes you get a whole tile come up in one piece and that's nice or pieces but that's a win baby that's a win right there uh, and then set up with it at the same time is a double win that's a lottery right there yeah that's right Uh, but it's the thin set that is what we're what we're 
more concerned about. That's what's going to cause your dust. That's what's going to cause the breathing hazards. That's what is going to be the, the – that's your hard part of your job is getting and, that then set up. And the other thing people need to realize is if you're removing vinyl in particular, the chances that we've got asbestos in that glue are very, very high. Yeah. Um, so if you pull your flooring off, and in particular if there's a black glue, probability is that's an asbestos-based glue and just stop. Uh, there's certain rules about uh, removing it. A homeowner can, but do you want to? Uh, so be smart about that. It doesn't cost that much to get it tested. It costs a little bit more to get it removed, but uh, but it's worth it so that you're not exposed to that. How about wood flooring removal? We've got the authentic uh, plywood, nailed, waterproofed, uh, three-quarter plank We've got engineered parquet. I mean, how do you attack all that? Uh, we hire someone to do that. <laughs> that's a. How that's, do they do it, Mitch? Yeah, I have a company that uh, has. Uh, it's called a Bronco, and it's um, propane powered riding machine, and it's got a scraper on it, and it just gets down there and starts chipping that out in bigger sections. Uh, you could certainly do that yourself by hand with <sighs> a circular saw. <sighs> uh, that is going to be dusty, um, but you can cut those into strips and chip it out. You can go to Home Depot and rent a, a uh, uh, I think they were renting the Makitas up there. I'm not sure which, which one, uh, right. maybe Hilties, and chip that thing out, but wear gloves because you're going to get splintered. Oh, you are. All right, we'll be back here at Rosie on Now's Finish talking about floor demo when we get back. Set them up, Joe, and play walking the floor. Set them up, Joe, and play walking the floor. I'm going to spend my All month long, we'll be talking about floor covering. Uh, we've talked about uh, when you should pick your floor covering when you're contemplating a kitchen or a bath or full house remodel. Is it the first thing you consider or the last thing you consider? We've talked about uh, demoing different floor products and the cautions you should be aware of before you try and tackle demoing certain products. The other thing we'd like to be aware you to be aware of, and I, again, I appreciate Mitch and Aaron coming in from Bram Flooring and, and sharing their expertise with you, the homeowners, about little tricks of the trade. So I'm going to take uh, uh, Carol Grace, my baby, and uh, she's married, moved out. Carpet is in her bedroom. I'm going to, now that you've taught me how to take the carpet out, I know I don't want to go back with carpet, so I'm going to go ahead and take the stri carpet strip out. Uh, and I know what product I want to go back in there with. Talk about uh, the right quantity of material to order i don't think homeowners fully understand if a room's 12 by 12 you do not order 144 square feet of material that's correct <laughs> you're going to need some waste you're going to need some stuff you're going to throw some stuff away you're going to have some tiles that or laminate that maybe has a defect in it that you're not going to be able to use that piece or you're going to mess up a cut and have no use for it. So there's different waste factors in all products. Also, size of room is going to determine, or excuse me, size of project is going to determine the amount of waste that you need. If you've got a whole house of tile, you know, maybe you do 7%. Yeah. As to where if you're doing just a bathroom, you may need 20% waste because you just don't have enough. Because tile is going to be a pattern. 
you're not just going in there randomly putting this stuff in. It's If you're doing a square tile, all your cuts are the same on one side, and you're going to be throwing some middle pieces away and never use the middle piece for anything uh, except to throw away. That's the only use they have. Yeah, let me try and paint the picture for the homeowner. If you're, let's just say you're doing a bathroom that's four foot six by five foot six, okay? And you're going in with 12-inch square tile. You're going to start the layout in the center of the room. And then you're going to be cutting every single tile that goes around the perimeter of the room. So it looks like a uniform border all the way around the room. That's one of the keys as to whether a professional installed the job or not. Well, every one of those is a cut. That's correct. Every single one. You may have five full tiles in there and 30 cuts. Yeah. So there's, you're going to need some waste. So in the chance you're going to be buying some material to install it yourself. Talk to whoever is helping you and talk through, let's talk about the size of the room, the dimensions of the room. You throw a radius in the wall or you throw a a parallelogram that's not, you know, a perfect square or box. Then you're really driving your waste number up really high, really fast. And then when I'm done, Don't I want a few square feet in the garage kept for stored future use? Yeah, uh, I would say more than a few square feet. If you're just doing a bathroom, two, three pieces, great. If you're doing a whole house, uh, I want boxes left over. I want to have two or three boxes because if I ever need to do a repair, uh, and you have to think in the future, it's not just a, a, a failure on the floor, but what if you have some an issue with your toilet and it has to be pulled and they got to get into that concrete for some plumbing repairs? No you're, toilet base is the same. You yeah. ever have to replace that toilet, you're going to be replacing well, about seven or eight tile. Yeah, well, we go underneath the toilets when yeah. we install, and that's okay. going to give you your that best. That helps. That, that's going to give you your best finished look as well. But if you ever have to rip out, whether it's a pipe leak in your slab, which newer homes and a little less problems with that because uh, a lot of that stuff is in the ceilings and to run down through the walls older homes though that, that's that's the insulation contractor's job then to miss yeah, there, you go. there you go that's a drywall guy yeah. uh, but you do you want to have some stuff left over and now when you get into a wood floor uh, or a, a laminate floor or a vinyl plank floor you want to make sure also you don't keep that product in your garage for storage you want to put that laid flat under a bed in a closet because Heat and wood do not mix, and you'll get cracking, you'll get warping, you'll get twisting, you'll get curling. If you ever have to do a repair, that piece you're trying to take out is probably in better condition than that one that's been leaning it's up. Stored in, in the garage. Yeah, from that heat. So get that in the house and keep it climate controlled so that you're not going to have problems with the tile. Leave it in the garage. It's fine. Uh, even your carpet, it may be inside too. Mitch, thanks for coming and sharing all the tips of the trade from the expert and thanks for bringing in Aaron. Aaron congratulations father-son relationship in the company and it's always great when the second generation has gotten to the point where they've got a job title. Congratulations young man. Thank you. All right Bram Flooring the phone number? Uh, 623-974-9777. Mitch thanks a bunch for coming in. All right y'all stay tuned for hour three of Rosie on the house.